Thank you, Chair. We are live and staff is ready when you are. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome everyone to this meeting of the City of Sacramento's Compensation Commission, which is an independent commission created by Article 3, Section 29 of the Sacramento Charter, approved by the voters in 2002 to establish the compensation for the mayor, other members of the city council, and public members of city boards and commissions. Uh, this meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please take the roll, state whether there's a quorum, and then lead the land acknowledgement and pledge of allegiance, please. Vice Chair Fink. Present. Member Quada. Here. Member Lara. Member Sumter. Chair Scotland. Presence. We have a quorum. Thank you. Now, would you please uh, lead the land acknowledgement and Pledge of Allegiance? Yes, Chair, thank you. I will start with our instructions for Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, you can raise your hand to provide public comment when the Chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item has begun. If you are online, click the raise hand feature at the bottom of your screen. If you are in the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you are calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine, and then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number, and you will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. And with that, I will proceed to the land acknowledgement. I ask if you can at this time, please rise. To the original people of this land, the Nisanon people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Patwin, Wintoon peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Thank you. At this point, I think it would be helpful to the public who are watching via Zoom for the commissioners, uh, the commission's members to introduce themselves and just give a very brief summary of your backgrounds. If we could start uh, alphabetically with uh, Tiffany Fink, please. Thank you. My name is uh, Tiffany Fink. This is, I'm just starting my second term on Compensation Commission. Um, my day job is I'm the Chief Executive Officer for Paratrans Inc., where I'm responsible for overseeing all aspects of personnel, and we are actually going through a comprehensive compensation and classification study at this moment. So working to make sure that we are able to attract, recruit, and retain um, people for these positions and that we're compensating them to the uh, market. And so I'm able to take that experience here. I work closely with the city in my job. So it also gives me a great perspective on the uh, true workload that both the commissioners and the council and mayor have, which is also part of the consideration, um, which we took into effect about part-time, full-time discussions. So thank you. Thank you very much. And David Kawada. Yeah, this is uh, David Kawada. Um, I am a resident of the city of Sacramento, specifically District 1. Um, I've been on the commission since 2010. Um, I have a background as an internal auditor, so I believe that's the reason why, um, um, or basically that's what led me to be nominated to be on this commission. Thank you, David. Uh, my name is Art Scotland. I was born and raised in Sacramento. I've been a resident for 69 of my 75 years, uh, except for six years in the 
mid 60s and early 70s when I went away to college and worked in LA for a while. I returned to, to Sacramento to go to law school. I am a retired judge and uh, serve as the chair of this commission because the code specifies that the chair must be a retired judicial officer. So at this time, I would ask the clerk for this meeting, Wendy Clark Johnson, to identify yourself and your position with the city. Good evening, um, Commission. My name is Wendy Clark Johnson. I have been with the city for a little over 24 years now, and I serve as the city's assistant city clerk. Thank you very much. Before calling the first uh, agenda item, I think it would be helpful to explain the order in which each agenda item will be addressed. And I begin by noting that the members of this commission, as well as the general public, were provided with the agenda package on March 24th, 2022. Um, after an agenda item is called, the presenter will go first. So the commission members and the members of the public can hear exactly what is before the commission. Uh, following the presenter and before the commission deliberates and uh, asks any questions of the presenter or staff, members of the public who submitted requests to comment on an agenda item will be given the opportunity to do so. After the public comment, the commission will discuss the item ask questions directed to the presenter or staff and then decide what action to take on the agenda item. So with that, uh, Ms. Clark Johnson, please call the consent calendar and uh, inform us whether any members of the public have asked to comment on the consent calendar. Tonight we have three items on the consent calendar that will be minutes, the land acknowledgement being added as a regular item to the agenda and as a requirement to continue our ability to teleconference the COVID-19 state of emergency. We do not have any public comment at this time, so I would need a motion and a second. All right, is there a motion to approve the meeting minutes set forth in agenda item one and to receive and file the matters set forth in agenda items two and three? I make the motion. Thank you, Ms. Hank. Thank you, Mr. Kawada. Um, any discussion? And Ms. Cloak Johnson, please call the roll for the vote. Vice Chair Fink? Aye. Member Quada? Aye. Chair Scotland? Aye. All right, thank you. Um, uh, Ms. Cloak Johnson, please call item four on the discussion area. That is the selection of the vice chair for calendar year 2022 and inform us whether any members of the public have asked a comment on this agenda item. So item four is the selection of the vice chair to the compensation commission for calendar year 2022. We do run this as this commission only meets annually typically from this meeting to next meeting. Um, you will note that we are not asking for a chair as our chair already explained that by the nature of the code, he will serve as our chair. We do not have any members of the public to comment on this item. All right, thank you. Um, Commissioner Fink, you have served very ably as vice chair in calendar year 2021. Um, are you available and willing to continue to serve as vice chair this calendar year? I am and would be. Does any other commission member seek to be vice chair? All right. Uh, is there a motion to select Tiffany Fink to serve as vice chair of the Compensation Commission for calendar year 2022? Uh, this is David Kawada, I'll make that motion. And I'll, I'll second that motion. Uh, Ms. Clark Johnson, would you please call a roll for the votes? Vice Chair Fink? Aye. Member Quada? Aye. And Chair Scotland? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Chair Scotland, on item five, I do have a request before we start that. I know that uh, Commissioner Quada and I serve on other commissions, so I'd like to be able to separate out the action for the mayor and the council member from the boards and commissions, because I think we're going to have to recuse ourselves or figure out how to vote to get it to pass, Wendy, because I'm on one commission and David's on another. But I just want to bring that up so that we don't run into a conflict on the entire item. Um, actually, this is David Kawada. Um, I am not on a, another commission. Okay, perfect. Or at least not on a city commission. Okay, so it's a question I didn't know for just purposes for, since we only have three people here, do we need all three for eyes or... If I abstain, is there an, any issue? I'm going to 
if it's okay, I'll defer to our city attorney in the call, but I do believe two affirmative votes would pass that item. And just for note, we're not asking for any changes, but to move forward with the status quo. There are a few admin typo type changes. Attorney Martinez, do you have a comment? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the rules require three uh, members of the body in order to pass a motion. So while we do have a quorum of three, um, that two votes would be insufficient. So, um, Mr. Martinez, could I interrupt for a second? Yes. Because, because there are no changes, there's not any effort to increase in any way or change in any way the compensation paid to um, members of uh, public boards or commissions. It would seem to me that there really is no conflict of interest um, if Ms. Fink would uh, vote on that. Would you, would you agree with that or correct me if I'm wrong? No, I, I would agree with you that there is no conflict of interest at that point. If we were going to modify or adjust, I would say there would be, but um, yeah, I agree with you, Chair. And I thank you both for that transparency because in the past we have adjusted and since I am actually on a commission, in addition that is compensated, I wanted to make sure both to disclose that we could then also find that there's no conflict. So if anyone brought it up later, they would realize that this was okay. Well, I appreciate your professionalism in raising that. Thank you. All right. Uh, Wendy, would you please call agenda item five on the discussion calendar? Agenda item five is the annual review of compensation for the mayor and council members and members of the public boards and commissions. Thank you. And before the presentation on this item, I would like to provide some background on the responsibility of the commission uh, with respect to this item. As I mentioned at the beginning, Article 3, Section 29 of the City of Sacramento Charter, which was uh, adopted by the voters of Sacramento in 2002, requires the Com Compensation Commission to annually set the comp uh, compensation for the mayor and other council members that is, quote, reasonable and consistent with other cities similar in size and structure, unquote. And in my job as a former judge, I and my colleagues frequently interpreted and applied codes. And in doing so, we applied very established rules of statutory construction. Uh, and if the words of an enactment are not ambiguous, their plain meaning governs. And words must be given their ordinary, usual meaning construed in the context of the apparent purpose of the enactment. So applying these established rules of statutory construction to Article 3, Section 29 of the City of Sacramento Charter, quote, similar, unquote, commonly means, quote, nearly, but not exactly the same, unquote. Size means population. Quote, structure in this context commonly means the manner of organization and the operation of integral parts of the whole such as whether the work of the mayor and or council members is full-time or part-time, how often the council meets, whether they also sit on city committees or boards, whether they have regular office time for constituents, whether they attend constituents events during the day or evening, whether the local government includes a city manager and other such factors. Reasonable means logical, justified, supported. Consistent means in conformity with, in accord with. And the ordinary usual meaning of the word compensation is not limited to an employee's salary. It also includes incentives such as travel allowances, health insurance, retirement, and other non-cash benefits as incentives for an employee to accept and perform the responsibility of the position. Thus, the test, this compensation commission must apply I'll characterize it as a measure, uh, so to speak. Uh, the test is the amount of total compensation paid by the city of Sacramento to its mayor and its other city council members must be logical and in conformity with the compensation that other cities nearly the same in population and structure of their city councils pay to their mayors and council members. And at this commission's meeting on February 13th, 2019, 
we applied this test and based on an independent consultant's research and a report presented to this commission, we identified nine cities similar to Sacramento in the size of their populations and the structure and manner in which their city councils operate. Those cities are Fresno, Long Beach, Oakland, San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, Denver, Portland, and Seattle. Uh, with respect to compensation, a significant question that was raised by members of this commission at the February 13, 2019 meeting was whether the work of Sacramento's council members is the equivalent of a full-time position or whether their work is part-time in performing their duties. Uh, in presenting a summary of the history and scope of this compensation commission, uh, supervising Deputy City Attorney Gustavo Martinez explained this. Although Major S that created a full-time mayor was silent on whether council members are full-time, it did not imply that they are part-time. Thus, council members should not be paid less simply because they are not characterized, formally characterized as full-time. Instead, the Compensation Commission's obligation is to independently evaluate what council members do and the amount of work and time they devote to their positions, and then arrive at a compensation level that is reasonable and consistent with the salaries of council members in comparable cities and size and government structure. Mr. Martinez also told us that the Sacramento Charter Review Committee in 2009 noted that, quote, responsibilities of council members are inescapably full-time, while activities realistically vary. As elected officials serving in local government, the level of government closest to the public, council members are expected to be knowledgeable and active in a wide array of governmental and public service activities. Council member service requires substantial time to attend community functions, meet with officials of surrounding local agencies, maintain contacts with state and federal elected officials, and be accessible to city staff, concerned residents, and responsible shareholders in their city hall offices. On any given day, a council member can easily be expected to attend meetings and functions beginning before breakfast and ending well after the dinner hour. In fact, the time devoted to these activities is the measure many voters use to rate the quality of their elected official service, unquote. Uh, accordingly, the Sacramento Charter Review Committee recommended that if the charter were to be amended, uh, it should identify them as full-time council members. And in response to a question from the commission, Mr. Martinez, who for many years has attended composition commission meetings and has also observed the many various functions performed by council members, responded that he could not speak for the city attorney's office, but when asked for his personal opinion, not as a lawyer, but as a participant in city governance, he replied that based on his personal observations over the years, the work done by council members on a day-to-day -day basis is the equivalent of full-time duties. He also noted that the demands on council members have increased substantially as the city has grown in population and geographic size. Uh, following a consultant's presentation on comparable cities, the consultant was asked by this commission whether the information acquired by the consultant shows the work of Sacramento council members is the equivalent of full-time employment. She did not directly answer the question that said that, having gathered the comparable information and spoken to all the agencies working within the city clerk's offices to, ident to identify how they operate. It appeared to her that the expectations and degree of uh, council responsibilities of the uh, Sacramento's council members, quote, seemed to be very much on the higher side, unquote, and that in her word, their, quote, level of work is different and what I would be thinking is a larger scale of responsibility, unquote. And in response to a question by the commission, the city of Sacramento's human resources director, Shelley Banks Robinson stated that, quote, setting salaries, well, she, this is not a quote, but she stated, setting salaries for any job classification does not take into account any other income or job a person has, 
salary is based only on the work the person does and the person's capacity. In other words, the person's position in city government. I'm reading out something because I want to make sure that I don't misquote or misstate anything. Um, at the request of this commission, a survey was then prepared and submitted to council members. All the surveys, questions, and council members' answers were included in the agenda packet provided to the commission and the public for the commission's April 3rd, 2019 meeting. And I will highlight a few of the responses, uh, questions and responses. Um, as to how many days in a typical work week uh, council members work uh, fulfilling their duties, they replied six or seven. Uh, as to how many hours in a typical week they devote to council member duties, their responses were 40, 48, 50 to 60, and 60. With three reporting, they typically work on such duties well after 5 p.m., indeed up to 9 or 10 p.m. All council members reported working a significant number of hours on weekends performing council member tasks. When asked what impact, if any, the salary of a council member might have on a person's interest and ability to serve as a council member, one replied, quote, it would be helpful to have full-time salary to better manage time and devote full attention to council duties. Part-time pay with full-time duties is a major detriment to individual health and ability to fully serve city responsibilities. Another said, quote, the current salary of a council member requires most council members to have another source of income. An appropriate salary would enable more time during the day to meet with our employees in preparation and responding to constituent needs. The job is very demanding, so early morning and evening meetings, calls, and site visits are required to be effective and meet my family's obligations. A third council member said, quote, Full-time pay will make this position more attractive to quality individuals who will devote the time that the job requires. This will possibly lead to more turnover in elections and more competitive elections, more competitive elections, unquote. Those three also commented on the important decisions they must make and the demanding nature of their duties as council members, including making themselves available to constituents and addressing, as one phrased it, the, quote, intensity of the duties of council and the impact of a modern work life, which included 24-hour schedules, emails, texts, social media, and the need to engage on continuous impacts of homelessness, public safety, and neighborhood concerns that don't confine themselves to a normal workday, unquote. Based on all of this evidence outlined above, this commission made a factual finding that the work of Sacramento's mayor and city council members is the equivalent of a full-time position. I emphasize this background and finding because a member of the public asked via a March 26, 2022 email, why council members are allowed to pursue jobs, quote, on the side, unquote, why there isn't a limit on the amount of time a council member can, quote, spend on other profit-oriented ventures, unquote, and why other compensation earned by a council member does not have a bearing on the compensation that she or he receives from the city of Sacramento. And simply stated, the answer is this. As long as a city employee fulfills the responsibilities of his or her job, city job, the city has no power to prevent an employee from holding another job, has no authority to limit the hours she or he may put into that job, and has no power to consider an employee's additional income as a factor of compensation for the employee's work for the city. The same member of the public's email uh, who sent the public, uh, the same member of the public who sent the email on March 26, 2022, also asked why the nine comparable cities identified by evidence presented to this commission should not be replaced with, quote, Central Valley cities like Reading, Modesto, Chico, and Stockton, unquote, even though these cities do not, quote, compare seamlessly to Sacramento, unquote. In his view, this commission, quote, should compare Sacramento to other cities which share a similar geographic location 
and economic and cultural as well as climate factors. And while I respect the views of the person who asked this question, Article 3, Section 29 of the City of Sacramento Code adopted by the voters in 2002 does not allow this commission to compare Sacramento to the cities he suggested because they are not similar in quote size, meaning population and structure, meaning the manner of organization and operation of city governance. Um, the, this member of the public also submitted three other comments and questions that can be addressed by the city's human resources department uh, and by the consultant who submitted an analysis of this agenda item. So with this background in mind and having reviewed and set the total compensation in past years, the Compensation Commission now has the annual duty to again renew, review and set the total compensation of the cities of Sacramento's mayor and other council members for the coming year, as well as uh, public members of boards and commissions. So uh, we will begin by asking Shelley Banks Robinson the city's human resources director to present the analysis provided to commission members and the public on March 26, 2022, to help this commission comply with the mandate of Article 3, Section 29 of the Charter, uh, requiring the Compensation Commission to annually set compensation for the mayor and council members that is, quote, reasonable and consistent with other cities similar in size and structure, unquote. And I just, before you do that, Ms. Banks-Robinson, I just want to note that the members of this commission will reserve any questions until after we hear any public comments so that in fairness to the public who comment, we can consider their comments when we ask questions of the presenters and discuss the issue. So with that, uh, Ms. Banks-Robinson, please begin. Shelley, if you would pause for a moment, I just wanted to make the commission aware that Commissioner Lara has joined the meeting. He came in at 548. Okay, thank you, Wendy. Um, if Have you seen Doug Johnson? He is supposed to be on the line and has not been admitted yet as a panelist. He's being moved over now. Thank you, okay. Uh, thank you so much, Chair Scotland, and welcome everyone for this annual meeting. Um, Chair Scotland did such an excellent summary, uh, so I won't go over you know the entire report but this is to set the compensation for mayor and council for this upcoming year. And as Chair Scotland outlined, the cities that were surveyed are city and county of San Francisco, Denver, Fresno, Long Beach, Oakland, Portland, San Diego, San Jose, and Seattle. Uh, we surveyed the same agencies last year and we were specifically asked during last year's commission meeting if for two things, if we could provide the data with and without San Francisco in the mix, and also for our consultant to look at the possibility of including other similar agencies in size and structure. So our consultant is on board and he can talk about what he has done. Um, we do not have additional recommendations. So I, Doug Johnson, if you can unmute. Yes. Okay. Um, just stay unmuted, just uh, and I, I'll continue some of this and then let you respond on the actual surveys. Okay. Okay. So as a background, last year we did increase the salaries of both mayor and council at 4.718%. Um, and again, we, you know, we will do this survey annually. We do hire a consultant. This this work. One of the questions asked by the citizen was, why did HR not do the work? And what the answer is we generally contract all salary surveys. Even if we were fully staffed, we, we don't have enough staff to do surveys of this nature. And unfortunately, we are understaffed like many, many organizations or companies in the world right now. Uh, so we do have Doug Johnson on the line. And I'm going to share the document. Just so as uh, Doug talks about it, we can all see it. Okay, is it on everyone's screens now? Yes, I can see it. 
Okay, great. Uh, Doug, so I have put this in order of mayor and council, mayor first and then council the next slide. And these two slides are with San Francisco included. So if you wanna talk about your process and what you went through to determine if other agencies could be added, that would be very helpful. Yeah, so we did, thank you, uh, Shelly. Um, we did go through a process of identifying uh, other cities that might be uh, ones to include. And we certainly did consider uh, Central Valley, Riverside, San Bernardino, um, other Orange County cities. Uh, most of those uh, cities are going to be much smaller in uh, both size and scope compared to Sacramento. Uh, most of them are also going to be part-time council members. Uh, a city like Fresno um, has a you know, very uh, different kind of structure than the city of Sacramento. Um, so they really aren't comparable. And this group of agencies, as we looked at it, um, we felt was, was uh, very much on par um, with the type of organization that Sacramento is. So I know that the commission has already spoken to making this decision in the past, and I reviewed that work and I'm familiar with all of these cities as I've worked with uh, California cities and cities all over the Western United States for the last 30 some years in consulting. Um, and I do see them as kind of comparable um, uh, in, in terms of their size and scope and structure. Um, there's a little bit of difference in terms of the market differences in terms of cost of living, uh, but we have a handful of, of agencies in here that are lower cost of living, lower kind of wage markets, others that are higher. So I do think it, it represents some balance as best as you can do while also capturing large cities and cities that are gonna be very similar in terms of the type and function of your mayor and uh, city council members. The data that we compiled is an array of the, the kind of the common uh, benefits. Um, so just kind of going left to right on this chart, we show the survey agency. Um, we show the comparable title. So that's kind of extracted from um, the, the documents from these agencies. We have a range maximum. Um, there's really not a salary range for most of these agencies. It's a flat rate, but if it is a, a range, then we're looking at the range maximum. These are in monthly figures. And then we have some columns of benefits. So we have what we call cash supplements. These are kind of cash equivalent benefits. So we have a deferred compensation contribution. That would be uh, contributions paid for by um, the city um, in question, the survey agency. We have an auto allowance uh, in that column. We have a cell technology allowance. Sometimes that's combined into both. And then we have an other, and an other may be uh, other types of allowances uh, that may exist uh, a longevity pay component uh, or additional cash that uh, can be used um, in lieu of benefits, um, uh, uh, insurance types of benefits. So we look at those additional benefits and we do a snapshot of what it looks like when we add in those benefits to base salary. And that gives us our base plus cash column as a comparator group. And with that, we're seeing that the city of Sacramento has some elements in compensation um, that many agencies don't. And so that's kind of a gain in market position through those elements. We then have a series of columns that looks at insurance benefits. That would be health, dental, and vision is the major categories there. This is not a personal review of an individual council member or mayor. It is uh, looking at the maximum uh, contribution that the employer, in this case, each of these cities would make. So it, it makes the assumption that if the city is willing to pay or able to pay uh, employee plus two level of benefit that we're looking at that for all these agencies. So we look at health, dental, and vision, uh, and then we do another snapshot that adds that to the cash benefits and the base salary we've already looked at. The final columns look at retirement benefits, and there's really two categories there. The focus is to look at uh, kind of the impact in terms of the employee. So we're looking at a contribution where the employer pays the employee portion of the benefit. That used to be a practice that was more common in the marketplace, but has uh, faded significantly since PEPA reform, pension reform was passed in, in 20, uh, or came, uh, became active in 2013. So we don't really have any agencies that are paying uh, the employee part of the retirement, but we do have instances where the employee is contributing uh, essentially to the employer rate um, for compensation. So that would be that negative value. That's a net impact um, in terms of the employee contribution to the employer rate. And then we can have a final column that adds up essentially all those columns. We're looking at adding together the base salary, cash benefits, insurance benefits, and retirement benefits. Uh, and that gives us uh, ultimately our, our total compensation essentially for these jobs. The bottom shows average and median. So those are calculated uh, using Excel, standard calculations. 
And then we have a plus minus percentage differential. So if we look at median, as a, that's a common statistic. That would be the middle of these uh, agencies. If you rank them high to low, it'd be the middle value. If we look at the median uh, for this mayor comparison, uh, 16,634 is the median value and the percentage differential compared to Sacramento's 12,120 monthly amount would be minus 37.2%. Or what could be said alternatively, if you wanted to equal the, the median of the market, you'd have to increase the, the wage for the mayor in Sacramento by 37.2%. If we look all the way across to the right, those numbers shift because of the addition of some benefits. So that differential would be 24.7% uh, of, of an adjustment required to equate to uh, the median of mayor salaries within this uh, sample array. So we've done that for mayor and council member, um, and then we've done two sets that, that remove San Francisco uh, from the mix, and that was based on the direction uh, to the city, from the city to do that calculation. So the first chart shows the mayor with San Francisco, council members with San Francisco. The next two charts show both titles without San Francisco. That's correct. And I'll just note, I happen to see this, this, this uh, employer retirement. You notice on mayor, it says employer retirement council member. I think it says EPMC. Those labels should be the same. It's, it's EPMC. It's the employee employer paid member contribution. It's where the employer contributes to uh, the employee. And I left that on there because last time I believe there may have been some agencies that have that, but those agencies have um, are no longer doing that kind of a benefit. So it's actually a column that you could delete moving forward. Uh, with pension reform, most agencies have gotten rid of that, and it's not applicable if an, if an employer is in the PEPRA category or PEPRA tier of benefits. Chair, if I may, I just have one clar clarifying question um, for the consultant, just so I'm understanding this correctly. Um, I have a question on the insurance. I know you have the different premiums. Is this just to compare, so this is comparing apples to apples, but it's not taking into effect that, for example, with PERS healthcare, Bay Area healthcare premiums are always higher than Sacramento. So this is truly just the cost of it, not looking at, not taking into account the fact that it could be the exact same plan. It just happens to cost more if you're in a Bay Area county, correct? That's, that's correct. Well, and if I may add, the the dollar amount you see on the health column is not the cost of the plan. It's the city contribution that we give the employee or mayor and council for paying for the plan. So we pay up to $1,758, and any additional over that amount would come out of the employee's pocket. And Shelly, is that tied to a certain like premium, like healthcare for a certain level of insurance, or is that just a predetermined amount from the past? Generally, our healthcare covers employee only and a single employee with no dependents. And I can't say with certainty what the percent is right now, but when we did it a couple of years ago for both employee plus one and employee plus full family, we tried to stay around, we pay, the city pays 80% of the cost. Thank you. That's helpful. Just, I think, I think, just to understand where the numbers come from. So thank you. And, and I would just add that what Shelly said is actually, uh, uh, that's um, totally accurate. Um, each agency will have different practices. They may have a negotiated amount or something that's uh, at least akin to what other employees in the city are getting. Um, they may have uh, it locked into an employee plus one tier benefit. Um, th there's different mechanisms. They may even have something sp specific that says we'll pay 90% or 80%. Um, so over time, agencies might change that kind of formula or change the amount or, or amount that they pay. It's rarely 100% of the benefit. So um, while these costs can vary through CalPERS, some of these agencies may not be in Cal CalPERS health. Um, and over time, you know, in my 30-year career, there's been oddities where certain markets, you'd think they'd be higher, but they're actually less. So those things do shift around as uh, CalPERS recalibrates their rates over time. Thank you very much. Okay, does anyone have any specific questions for Doug before I continue? No. Okay. Let's, let's wait for until after you finish and okay. the public and, comments. Thank you. Uh, Doug, if you don't mind, just stay on the line because I questions could come up. Thank you. Okay. So in addition to the surveys that 
we provide annually. We also provide you what we've done with our labor organizations in the city. And as you see from page four of the PDF, we have listed all of the unions and uh, the increases they've gotten, the dates that they've gotten them, and the new contract expiration dates. At the time that this was sent for publication, we had four labor groups that had come in. Uh, they have all received a 3.5% increase, and it was retroactive back to the date of their expiration of the contract. Uh, since publication, we have had, I believe, another two, possibly another three that have voted on their contract. The members have voted and approved it. It still has to come before council's um, approval, probably in May, April or May. So most all units are getting three and a half percent. So... In addition to what Doug has provided, I did sort the data because I know that we had done this previously, is look at all of the data that Doug has provided in an order of high to low and see where we rank in the agency. So I am going to share this ranking with you all so we can have a discussion about this. So all this is is... uh, a salary, this is the very last column, which includes the salary plus the incentives or other pays. And it is sorted for the mayor, both high to low with San Francisco and without San Francisco. Oh, can you all see that? Is it large enough? Okay. Yes. Yes, thank all you. Right. And then the same for the council members, sorted both high to low for San Francisco and without San Francisco. And I wanted you to see where we rank with each classification and to have a discussion on where we would like to place mayor and council members. Does anyone have any specific comments or questions on the ranking? Let's uh, wait till we hear the public comments first. And then we can ask those questions of you. Thank you. Is that it for you, Ms. Banks? Let me... Uh, yes. Now, the other piece I had intended for there be an Excel spreadsheet for you to be able to calculate on your own if you wanted to play with it. But I have it here that I can put live that we can plug numbers into a chart. And you can you make a selection on what you would like to increase the salaries to. But I think uh, it's probably time to ask for public comments. All right. The uh, the commission now invites public comment if anyone has asked to comment on this question. Um, Ms. Clark Johnson, have, have, has there been any requests? We have no public comment. All right. Thank you. So uh, so now's the time for the members of the commission to discuss the agenda item and ask the presenters any questions we might have, and then take what. Uh, action we deem appropriate to comply with the city charter. And I have a, uh, as the chair of the commission, if I may, I'd like to begin by asking Ms. Banks Robinson or the consultant um, to respond to to three other comments in the email submitted by the member of the public on uh, March 26th. Um, So uh, the first was uh, the perception that the report was aligning the mayor's and council members' benefits to the benefits received by charter officers, uh, which uh, it, this person viewed to be as benefits aligned to those received by folks who serve part-time on commissions. Is that a uh, misperception or is that accurate? Ms. Uh, thanks, Robinson. That is not accurate. The charter officers that we are aligning them with uh, they are not commission members, board of commission members. They are actually the city manager, the city attorney, the city treasurer, the city clerk, and the city auditor. So those are our five charter officers, and, and those five together run the city. And that is who we align the benefits with. And the charter officers are also aligned with other employees in the city. All right. Uh, Another question was, uh, when the council's not conducting public meetings, why should the mayor and council members be compensated for travel expenses? Could you address that, please? Yes, thank you. While we 
certainly did not have public meetings that people attended. We had virtual meetings for the past two years. This does not mean that mayor and council are not very active in their communities. They have many, many, many community meetings daily, weekly, monthly. Um, the travel is not only to get them to and from the public meetings. It is also to get them to and from all of the work they do across the city. So even though the, the meetings were virtual, the rest of their work is not virtual. Now, you, you have already addressed um, the, the question posed by the commenter uh, about why the city staff could not do the fact-finding and analysis and what analysis, what methodology was used. There was one other uh, comment, um, uh, the perception that the staff report merely refreshed the last calendar year analysis. Can you address that, please? Yes, I will address it. it. Certainly was not a refresh, though each year it could be a refresh. This year specifically was not because we had asked Doug Johnson to review the 2019 report in addition to any other agencies in the western half of the United States that he felt might be uh, similar in size and structure. And I don't know if Mr. Johnson wants to say anything else about that, but it was certainly not a refresh. Yeah, I'll just add that we did a look at whether there's any missing cities, um, improvements to this list of agencies um, that could be made. We did not find any significant improvements that could be made. Uh, and we looked at all cities in the Western United States that had a population you know, that was in a reasonable range uh, or higher than Sacramento. So we even looked at larger cities in order to be able to ascertain whether or not they had a a structure, and sometimes that's you know a, a reflection of do they even have a compensation structure? Do they treat their council members as full time? Are they you know actively um, working at a level that's very similar to what the Sacramento council and mayor are working at? And that's an important consideration because if they have a per meeting per diem or they have something that's a very part time type of salary, then that's not something that's an apples to oranges type of of comparison. Um, it's I should just note that this is. It's common for agencies once they have a long discussion, and I know you've had in the past a long discussion about comparable agencies, it's pretty common for those to be something that is stably used over time until there's information or a suggestion that those need to be modified. Um, an observation and a question. Um, after much discussion back in 2019, uh, this commission included San Francisco uh, in the calculus uh, to have enough different cities to compare. And also because uh, San Francisco does have a full-time council, they have committees weekly, et cetera. So in, in that sense, it's uh, very similar in structure. Um, is, is it my understanding that the um, city also uses San Francisco as a comparable uh, city, county for other uh, employment related uh, determinations, Ms. Banks Robinson? Yes, uh, and Mr. Johnson does many of our surveys for all classifications in the city. It is, we do use the city and county of San Francisco because the, the um, agencies we're required to use for other classifications in the city, there's language in our employer-employee relations policy that states that we will choose the closest cities in the three next above us in population and the three next below us in population. And the other language says we will include locals, which that, that language is very different from what is required under this review. But we do use San Francisco, most certainly, as it's required under our language. And then if I may, uh, as chair of the commission, uh, ask you, Ms. Banks-Robinson, a, a number of related questions. Um, uh, first, uh, you as a human resources professional are very knowledgeable about the requirement of Article 3, Section 29 of the Sacramento Charter adopted by the voters in 2002 um, that must be used to calculate the annual compensation that the city of Sacramento must uh, provide to the mayor and council members. Uh, you also are very knowledgeable about the populations of comparable cities identified the commission by the commission. Uh, you're knowledgeable about the structure of the city councils and you're knowledgeable about the compensation that the cities provide to their mayors and council members. So with that in mind, what in your professional opinion is the annual salary 
that the city of Sacramento should pay to its mayor consistent with the requirements of Article 3, Section 29 of the city charter. So that is going to go back to the sorting of the data from high to low. And let me bring that back up for you all to view. I feel based on the population, the size, the structure of the city, and, and the list of dollar amounts that you have here, I feel that we should be in the middle um, at or near the city of Denver, which would put us one rank above, regardless on which list you look at. So for the mayor, I would propose 16473. And uh, did you ask for both? Uh, that's, uh, that's a, uh, is that, what is the annual salary then of that? Once we plug it into our spreadsheet, let's see. If we plug in that we want our total comp to match the, the city of Denver, that would put the mayor's new no, no, I base. Wanna, I, excuse me. I want the, oh, uh, sorry. we have to break it down into salaries because part of the resolution is to set the salary. Yes. That correct? So yes. what would be, what would be in your professional view, the uh, appropriate salary uh, for the mayor that would be uh, consistent with the requirements of the city charter? The so now, even though the survey data is in monthly rates, I convert all mine to annual because that's what is in our resolution. So for me, if I'm uh, putting them in the middle, I would put the mayor's salary at 158,652 annually. Okay. And um, what is your uh, professional opinion? Um, uh, is the annual salary that the city of Sacramento should pay to its other council members consistent with the requirements of the city charter? Using the same philosophy, I would put them at 99317 annually. Okay. And um, what should be the effective date in your professional view of the new annual salaries of the mayor and council members and why that particular date? So we specifically chose to have this meeting in March so that we could make the budget process. And we also gave last year's increase in June to hit the first paycheck of July. Everything in our city has to be done on a pay period begin date. So the pay period begin date for this transaction, I would put on 618 of 22 for the salary increases. Okay. And then there are also some uh, slight increases in other benefits, is that correct, that are proposed? Correct. It, you will see the mayor and council compensation resolution, and we would like to align, as we always do, the health and welfare benefits, and it would be a slight increase. And the proposed effective date for the increase because we are increasing all of the health and welfare benefits now, I would propose the first date in April. Which would be what? Uh, let me double check that date. I just lost that screen. It would be uh, April 9th of 2022. Okay. And then uh, one other question, the proposed resolution uh, also contains compensation the cities uh, would pay to members of city boards and commissions other than this commission. Uh, we as members of this commission did not receive any compensation for our service to the community. Uh, the, it's my understanding as I looked at it, the resolution proposes no increase in compensation beyond that past paid last calendar year, it simply adds to commissions at the same $50 per meeting compensation. Is that accurate? That is correct. Okay. All right. Um, I would now invite other compensation committee commission members to ask any questions they might have. A question for Shelly. Shelly, I'm trying to pull it up and I'm looking for the amount you recommended for council. So it was still clarifying because I think this, the item you put up with the rank could be confusing. You're recommending the nine nine nine, but they're currently at eighty at eight thousand one. 
100, correct? I just want to make sure that it appears because you have the amount you had in the column. Mm -hmm. that it shows that they were over 10,000. And I want to clarify that they're not, you're not recommending they take a pay cut, correct? Oh, no, no. Because that's how it looks. If you read that number, that number's higher. And that's why I just wanted to clarify for everybody it would still be an increase for council. Yes, it would. Their current annual salary is 98045. Okay. So just based on my recommendation, it would be 99317. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify that because that was different than what's shown in the chart at where it's at 10,000. Are there any other questions by commission members? Okay. Um, consistent with the recommendation of the city's human resources director, is there a motion to set the mayor's annual salary at $158,652 effective June 18th, 2022? Do we have a motion? I'll go ahead and make that motion. A second? Aye. Marla. Um, any further discussion? Ms. Uh, Madam Clerk, would you please take the roll for the vote? Vice Chair Fink? Aye. Member Quada? Aye. Member Lara? Member Lara? Aye. Aye. Chair Scotland? Chair Scotland? Aye. Um, consistent with the recommendation of the city's human resources director, is there a motion to set the council members annual salary at $99,317 effective June 18th, 2022? I'll make that motion. Is there a second? Aye. Um, it's been moved and seconded. Uh, any further discussion? Um, please, uh, Madam Clerk, take the roll. Vice Chair Fink? Aye. Member Quada? Aye. Member Lara? Aye. Chair Scotland? Aye. Motion passes. Consistent with the recommendation of the city's human resources director, is there a motion to set the other benefits the county provides to its mayor and council members at the amount set forth in the proposed resolution and, the, and that those amounts will be effective April 9th, 2022. We have a motion. I'll make that motion. I'll make that motion. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Kawada made the motion, Ms. Fink seconded the motion. Uh, please uh, take the roll, Madam Clerk. Vice Chair Fink. Aye. Member Kawada. Aye. Member Lara. Aye. Chair Scotland. Aye. Motion passes. And consistent with the recommendation of the city's human resources director, is there a motion to establish the annual compensation of members of city boards and commissions? I'd like to make the motion. I'll second. Been moved and seconded. Please uh, take the roll. Vice Chair Fink. Aye. Member Quada. Aye. Member Laura. Aye. Vice Chair Sumpter, Vice Chair Scotland, excuse me. Aye. Motion passes. So the last matter is the proposed resolution for our consideration and action. And it's entitled, quote, the resolution covering compensation for the mayor and council members, unquote. Uh, because the resolution actually includes uh, compensation for city boards and commissions, is there a motion to adopt the proposed re resolution titled instead, quote, resolution covering compensation of the mayor, council members, and city boards and commissions, unquote, and including the compensation figures and effective dates just approved by this commission. Do we have a motion for that? I'll make it the motion. We have a second. Second. It's been moved and seconded. Please uh, take the roll for vote. Vice Chair Fink? Aye. Member Quada? Aye. Member Lara? Aye. And Chair Scotland? 
Aye. Motion so lastly, the agenda includes an opportunity for council committee, com excuse me, uh, commission comments, ideas, and questions. I have none, are there any from other commission members? All right. So uh, this uh, concludes the Compensation Commission's agenda this evening. And I wanna thank uh, the one member of the public uh, for his input and uh, thank all of you commission members, uh, city staff, uh, the consultant for your very careful consideration of the issues before us today. If nothing else, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. <laughs>